about foundation, isn't it? Today I almost changed it because I, I sense favor, favor, but I will bring it to you later. Amen. Because I believe that God is going to favor, please take hold, God is going to favor many people. But if there are no good foundation, the favor of God will mean nothing. Yesterday and last week, I started with the foundation that what is very important in life is foundation. Individual life, in a nation, all that nations that have become great is because of what their fathers and their forefathers have led. And sometimes the suffering of the future of the, a generation is not because of their doing, but because of what their fathers and their uh, 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 the predecessors have done. Sometimes the difficulties uh, 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 that you meet when you take either a church from somebody or this is because of the foundation that is laid. There are certain church uh, things when they lay the wrong foundation, you want to break it, uh, uh, you have to uh, 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 destroy the whole thing and start afresh. And sometimes you are torn in between destroying it or uh, 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 maintaining it and, <laughs> and massaging it. So it's better when you start, you start with a good foundation. And Foundation, sometimes we blame people, and I don't blame people too much. Sometimes people are living some kind of life because of the foundation that was laid in their life. 
Some never had parents to guide them in life. And because they never had those parents to guide them in life, they learned the school of the street, street education. And anywhere they went uh, is the street education they know. Sometimes because we were taught that, uh, uh, that you should do this and do that and do that, the foundation will lay in a society. The society lay a foundation. And the foundation the children come to meet is that rich people are respected and poor people are not respected. So people want to become rich at all costs. So how can I become rich? Either I deceive somebody, either I use some other method, because if I use any method and get it, I will still be respected. But if you will lay a foundation and place emphasis on things that last, on things that Christ cherished, on the rock which is Christ Jesus, the foundation of righteousness, the foundation of, 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 of justice, then when people are moving and doing things, they know if I don't even, if I live a life of integrity, that alone, it doesn't matter what anybody says, I stand by that. And I'm happy I have this and I have that. So if you have your, how do you call it, the dif different type of cars. Ghana here, cars are very, very uh, uh, important. To, they judge you by the type of car you drive. Whether you borrowed it, you rented it, you stole it, once you are inside, you are respected. So we respect the cars, not the human beings. Oh. Oh, is it not? It's all wrong foundation. Our foundation should not be based on external things as Christians. It should be based on the internal things. Even when people are going to marry, they don't look at the internal man. They look at the external man or woman. It's good. The external attract. I don't say ignore it. Or is the external that will let the person look at your direction? <laughs> but is the internal that will keep the thing working? <laughs> so whatever we do, we need to lay foundation. And I said laying a good foundation is very difficult. Very, very difficult because you have to dig on a rock. Digging on the rock, people want to cast out demons. Yes, it's good 
to cast out demons. I know some people, there are some sons of Skippers, they, they, collect, they saw Peter, uh, Paul casting demons. They didn't have foundation. And they also wanted to do the same thing. And they collected some demon. They brought some demon and tried to cast the demon without a foundation. And they used a similar word which Paul used. But it's not from their word. They borrowed it. How do you call it? If you copy somebody's work. Plagiarize. Some believers plagiarize the name of Jesus. <laughs> and so, so they, 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 it, it was not their original word. So the name of Jesus should be original from your heart. If it's not from original from your heart, you plagiarize it. You, are, you, are, you know, even in the natural world, uh, uh, you, could, you are liable for some things. So they say, wow, this one is out of order. They say yes. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, the itinerant, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, no foundation. Saying, we exorcise you by what? By the name by the Jesus, didn't they mention Jesus' name? Huh? And Jesus said, at the mention of my name, every knee shall bow. But this one didn't bow. <laughs> Was it not that Jesus that they mentioned? But why is that one mention and they were running away, and one mention and they attacked him? Foundation. He says, saying, we exercise you by the name, by the Jesus so they message Jesus. The moment they message Jesus, the demon should have what? Whom Paul preaches. Was it not that Jesus dimension? Was Paul not preaching that Jesus? He was. But this one they copied it. So let's look at the result. Let's look at the result. They canceled the, when they can, they cancel their papers. They, they, this, is, this is a copied work. So the examiner said, no, no score, they canceled it. You didn't have any mark for it. So if you don't have mark for it, I'm going to beat you. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. So the evil spirit know Jesus. Who again? And Paul, I know. So why wouldn't you go? If you know that Jesus... If you know that, uh, that Paul, and that name who Jesus is, uh, Paul is preaching is Jesus, and you know them, 
And he said, at the, name of my, uh, at the mention of my name, you should go. Why? He said, I know. True, true. What did I say? I know. The name you mentioned, I know the man. I know. He's defeated us. I know Paul. He's been given the authority to use that name. But nah. I just, our language, now who are you? <laughs> if it was from uh, our sister, can say, now who are you? But who are you? Brethren, will demon ask you these questions? <laughs> are you sure when you face a demon, Will he ask you your identity? If you are not in Christ, then you might be in his master. The only people they recognize are people who are in Christ. we don't know you. Jesus having shown you to us that you belong to him. Paul we know. He had the credential. Jesus have given him the credential. You didn't just walk to any country and say I'm the ambassador. You need something from the, the president, isn't it? It's not your marvel. He carried and took himself there without anything. He said, yes. Show us what proof that you can cast us out. They couldn't show. He said, imposters. Today we'll show you. We know that Jesus. We know that Paul. But Jesus has given him that authority to use that name. But who are you? You are in a church. Who are you? Are you a Christian? Or you are clothed with the Christian cloth? It's a question I'm asking. The fact that you sleep in a garage doesn't make you a car. Who are you? Do you know the foundation of who you are? You see, you're saying, I walk in what? You walk in power. You walk in miracle. I live the what? The life of favor which we sang. The reason is that you know who you are. If you don't know who you are, 
You can't walk in that power. You can't live in that favor. You can't just move in the Christian and think that you will take the favor which Christian takes. The song is not for exciting ourselves. It is a reality of who you are. And the foundation of the believer must first be based on Christ. I say Christ is the foundation. If Christ doesn't know you, don't attempt to use that name. That's the reason why. So the basic thing which I believe the foundation which we need to lay, which maybe I'll take time one day to talk about. First, to everyone God needs, the first thing that God first makes an approach, there's a confrontation between you and God. God comes to you. Anyone he said, if God do not call you, you cannot come. So the reason why you became a Christian is because God first stretched his hand and made a call that come. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Maybe say, I didn't hear you heard. But you did not know it is God calling you. The word that you heard, what made you accept Christ is God. He initiated your salvation. You could have decided, many people have heard the same thing you heard. But some ignored it and went. So when God confronts you and speaks to you, the next step is that revelation comes. Your eyes get open. In a certain way, your heart gets open. You then begin to yearn to be his. And then that is where you then have to realize that you have to Turn away from your, the area you used to walk, then later you come to God. So, when God confronts you, you then have a revelation of him. Repentance then can be turned away from where you are going, then you then come to him. Then you then acknowledge him when you get confrontation with God, the next step is that you acknowledge him. Because once revelation comes, you acknowledge that, look, God is here. And when you then have that revelation and acknowledgement, then confessing then comes. That's why you can just say, Lord, 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 forgive me my sins, and I want to do this. 
forgive me. I want to walk with you. Anybody God used, anybody God walked with, he was first who introduced himself. He introduced himself. Hey, he introduced himself to Adam. Introduced himself to Seth. All the rest, he introduced himself. Abraham. Noah. He introduced himself to Noah. Say, Noah! I want you to do something. And Noah had a revelation that this is God. If you don't have revelation, you won't know that it's God speaking. He said, Noah, I've got a word for you. And I said, okay, I've come from water. I want to just do it. And Noah stopped all that he was doing and decided to build an ark all his life. Abraham met God the same. So when God meets you, he makes you know him. He reveals himself to you. And that is very important. He creates faith in you. And that alone gives you strength and a good foundation. Everyone must have an encounter with God where his faith will be grounded in the, upon the word of God. Once you get to know this God, no one, that alone, keeps you. If you read through the scriptures, the reason why people were going to able to go through all this is because they knew that God. You look at the Hebrew boys. I always want to use them as example. The reason why I use them as example is because they were not living with their parents. They were not living in their country. These are young men who should have questions in their mind. If they have a great God, why should that God allow somebody to come and uh, ransack their country carry them away into exile, a God who will sit down for them to carry you into exile, can you still trust that God? Because they have a good foundation. The foundation built in that God is not based on whether God helped them or not. They knew him. Yeah. Most Christians... Our foundation is based on your breakthrough. So when that breakthrough don't come, your Christian life is shaken. But we must base the heart and the mind and the life and our faith on God. Whether he helps us or not, he is still God. Whether he gives you a husband, a wife, or he gives you a job, or not, he is still God. He is not God because he gave you that job. He is God because he is God. Yeah. If you have that foundation that God is God in spite of anything, you will never deny him at any point. That foundation should be written and ingrained and, 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 and tied around our heart. 
It should be the foundation in which our feet is. If you do that, you'll never get offended in church. Did you come to serve, man? When you left the house, was it because of a man you came? So why should somebody's face make you angry? Sometimes, I understand. Sometimes some faces are, they are annoying. They are, they, they are created to, to, test, to test your character, to test the fruit in you. Very fearful. <laughs> you expect the person to smile. Squeezes his face. And it's on your face. Why are you worried about somebody who squeezes his face? And it's on your face. Oh, this one, I don't like. She's too playful. And they can say, she's smiling, laughing here. Is that your face? Pastor, your business. You came to worship God. Oh, this sister. The way she made the hair. She's like Jezebel. <laughs> Did you come look at her? Did you come look at the dress people wore? Or you came to look for God? If you determine I am going to church, you must have the foundation. Like these Hebrew boys. These Hebrew boys, they give them the foundation of their God, Jehovah God. That look, Jehovah is Jehovah. He is a God of all the world and the earth. No one is greater. He decides to do anything. And now these boys were taken into captivity. If it were you, would you ever pray to that God the way you will insult that God that our fathers put their hope in this God and look at where it has ended us. You'll be bitter towards God but they were not bitter. The more the trouble came, the closer they got to God. God, they had a good foundation. The storm came against them, but they stood firm. They asked them to eat. And if it were you, we've put restrict, the Bible put restriction over you for a very long time. You know, you are burning inside. Then you go to another place. And God just made something and you are in trouble there. They put an, and some unbeliever helped you, promote you, took you someplace, and said, I'm going to give you three girls. Free. It's part of the package. You look at it. Ah! Seriously, sir. Is that how the world is? 
They say, eat. Say, I am not going to eat. We, even though you came and captured us, it doesn't mean that our God is being captured. The fact that I am in trouble doesn't mean that God is in trouble. He's the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. This Hebrew boys refused to eat. And because of their life, they were able to convince. You know, some people are living double life that nobody can trust you for your word. But the moment they went there, the one who was looking at them saw that disciple, they have some kind of discipline. So when they said it, the man put his life for them. Can somebody trust you to put his life down for you? As Christians, sometimes you want to help a Christian. Hey! Huh? Try and see. You want to just help. Oh, Pastor, help me. I remember I told you about that. I had two incidents like that. Ha! I almost went to prison. Not for my sin. Somebody's sin. I have to travel at midnight to go to Kumasi. Go and look for a convict to bring him, which I built. I went to the father. The father said, he's, of, he's, he's, he's old enough. Hey! Eventually, I have to pay the money. If, I think over six, over half, more than half year of my salary. Christian, pastor, you ask me, if you meet another pastor, will you help? Yes. If I have the ability to help, I will help. Can someone trust you? I've paid two like that. Just one, two. She was in need. And somebody wanted to seize his, her BMW. Christian sister. Just because she was, she owed the person some little She said, give me a chance to sell this so that I can give you your money. He said, no. I didn't have that money. So I took her to, with due apologies to that sister. Said, sister, who is in this church? Some years back, we used to be in building power then. I said, sister, I want to stand in for this lady. 
you don't know her. She has a need. Give me this man. This is what she, so I spoke. He said, oh, prophet, once you are there, I will give. I know you, prophet. If I'm giving, you don't want to take. So for you to leave somebody here, I said, sister, you see, don't let me down. <laughs> she said, prophet, what you're doing, if I let you down, the angel even themselves will come down and kill me. <laughs> See, when people are in need, there's a different kind of languages they speak. So, she gave, they quickly gathered themselves and gave me the money. She went and paid. From that day, I have to, when the time got closer, because I didn't see, I had to go and pay. I didn't let the sister know that the lady uh, uh, ran. So I went and said, look, what I brought the lady to come and do. She's giving, this is the money. Take your money. So thank you very much. He said, oh, so where is the lady? I said, oh, she's, uh, uh, I can't help. But, 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 uh, <laughs> But I didn't want to lie to, so I, I didn't want to lie. I said, I said, oh, she may come later. So, but you just get the money. Years later, thank God. Sometimes this is, you see, when you sin and you run away, you meet. <laughs> I remember the first one. I went to Cote d'Ivoire. I had a program there. The power of God moved. I mean, that day, I think the chief justice, almost all the top men in government heard it and they came. It was great. I was moved to, I was given a good presidential. Uh, see, when God moves with your life, uh, 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 you see that uh, everybody now, now it looks like whatever I see, Cody will take it. Then the last day, the whole place was parked outside. This security men were all around. I was doing some anointing, and I saw this guy. Uh, uh, he was. Uh, he said he's a pastor. He came and I, I laid my hand. I, I saw his face. I said, "This is the guy." <laughs> he said, "Here, yeah, if we let them arrest me, where they go and put me, nobody will remember me." <laughs> As a young man, I have paid the debt. You can come back to Ghana. Let me tell you, you in the office there. I even asked you advice about the bail. Say, bail, you are I said, I said, the lawyer, now, he's just come out of the law school uh, uh, freshman. So he gave me this good advice. And I decided to pay. So I arranged with the, uh, the police, the people, fortunately the people that he, he took their money, 
they've benefited from my ministry. So they couldn't press the case. But I decided to honor my name and the name of the Lord. If you go through such experiences, will you be able to trust any believer? But we ought to trust. We ought to help, not trust by help. Now, I trust with my mind. <laughs> I believe with my head. <laughs> The foundation you carry, this one has foundation. Can somebody trust you? As a Christian, can people trust you? Are you trustworthy? Are you worthy of trust? So I say, oh, Pastor, now I've lived wrong life. People can't trust me. Now you can start. There's no time. No point in anybody's life that he cannot change. God is a God of second chance. If you mess up, nobody believes you. Sometimes you mess up and put up a tag. That even when you are telling truth. Because the tag is, they've tagged you a liar. They see T as L. <laughs> well, sometimes people see before they read what is on you. When they're reading, they, 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 they have your, what they have before they read what you, about your life. But God is also a God of a second chance. Our foundation should be based in God so mighty that nothing can offend us. That we are holding on to that God. That is what I saw in the Hebrew boys. That in spite of something that looked like their God has failed them, they still put their faith in that God. Because the God you know, somebody you know, no matter what happened, you still know him. My desire is that Members of this church will know him. That's what Paul said, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Once I get to know him and the power of resurrection, no matter what is coming against my life, look, even if it is death sentence that have been placed upon my life by doctors, by diseases, by other things, I know that it's a power called resurrection. If I die, if my business die, it will rise up again. Yeah. I don't get panic. Paul, my desire and your prayer should also be that you might know him. The foundation is that, that you might know him and the power of resurrection. No matter what is happening to your life, once you know him and know that there's a power that can bring dead things to life, Amen. what else will you be afraid of?
nothing. No wonder, that no wonder Paul will preach. They will stone him. At a point, they stone Paul. You know they stone him? They stone him. And this people, they're not the stone. They stone him to death as if he was dead. It's not small, small stones, though. When they are stoning you, it's like giving you a firing squad. He was stoned. And as he became unconscious, as if he's dead, bleeding everywhere, dumping, he said, the guy is gone. The brethren gathered around him. And the power of resurrection entered him. Shook the stones. Stone have no power over his life. You may stone me, but this stone cannot destroy me. He got up. He did not say, I'm going to hospital. They continued. He said, oh, yeah, they used rubber bullet. <laughs> However, when the disciples gathered, oh, let, let's read a little further. before. Then the Jews from Antioch and the Kenyon came there and having persuaded the multitude, they stole Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. These are the very people that stoned Stephen to death. So if they stoned Paul to death too, and when they finished, they didn't even carry him. They did what? And then was death, dishonored death. They drag him like, excuse me, say, a goat that is dead, or a dog that is dead, and you hang rope. Drag him, threw him out. The guy is dead. And look, look at what happened. The brethren didn't run away from him. However, when the disciples gathered at what time? He said, when the disciples gathered around him, they held the resurrection power in them. They said, Paul, you are beaten, but you are not dead. We are still with you in this condition. Paul, you are our brother. Paul, you are going to stand with you. In such, at such a time, they gathered around Paul. He rose up and went into the city. And the next day, he departed with Barnabas to where? They didn't admit him at the hospital. He went to the city and told them, somebody might have said, this is a ghost. He said, the one you stoned, I'm back. When you trust in God, when you trust in him, no one, no stone, no human can destroy you. You may take me to, to be a dead man. Some people might have destroyed your business, might have destroyed your marriage, might have destroyed something. Don't worry, you will go back to the city more glorified. That is why you ought not to be afraid of man. But hold on to God. Paul knew his God. And if you know your God, he said, even though yet you were dead, yet shall you live. Hold on to that God. The common faith. You might not know plenty of scriptures, 
but know God for yourself. You might not be able to quote a lot of scriptures, but have that God. Know him for yourself. My desire today, the foundation today for your life is to know Jesus for yourself. Not through a pastor. Not through a prophet. Not through a priest. Not through anybody. But through Jesus Christ. Know him. Some of us know Jesus through men. So when the men backslide, they also backslide. When they hear something has happened to that man, they also lose faith and hope and discourage and think their Christian life is all. Let your faith be grounded. The rock should be in Christ. That when every other thing fails, you will self stand. I hope you're getting what I'm talking about. This was what was place, written, cut into the life of the Hebrew boys. They never compromised. When they saw fire, and King Nebuchadnezzar says that, go and either you people should bow or what? We burn you. They looked at the man. He said he was giving them chance to go and think about it. He said, King Nebuchadnezzar, we know who we believe in. We are now going, we are not now that we're going to think about that God before we make a decision. We've already made up our mind, though. We are not going to bow. We know that that God, he has, he's able. Oh, let's look at it. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, very long name. We have no need to answer you in this matter. When it comes to this matter, we have no need. We don't have to go and think twice. There are certain things, don't think twice. You know the answer. Look at what he said. Oh, let me finish it. If that is the case, if that is the case, our God, I love it. Our God, who is that God cry? Whom we said is able to do what? To deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Listen to what they said. That God has the ability. He's able. He has the ability. The fact that God didn't help you doesn't mean that he didn't have the ability. He said, we know when it comes to the ability of God to save us, we have no doubt about it. He may decide to save me. He may decide to let me burn. But I know he has the ability. So don't frighten us with those fire. Let, look at it. Oh, and he won't. Do you hear what I said? And he, who is that he? And that God who has the ability 
to deliver will deliver us from your hand. This is very annoying. <laughs> A king with authority, with you slaves, which you've brought from exile, I'm giving you a command. You are telling me where is that God who can deliver from fire? Where was he when I came to that place and picked all this and captured where into your temple where they say he is? Brought all his caps. If he was alive, sometimes God seems to hide somewhere. But he's still there. Sometimes he seems to be quiet, but he's still alive. Sometimes he seems to be powerless, but he's still very powerful. Sometimes he seems to be, to be silent, but he still speaks. Amen. Sometimes he seems to be very weak, but he's the strongest. The Hebrew boys recounted on the ability of God and also had faith that he won't deliver them. Let's see where God will deliver them. And they have never seen on earth yet anybody who went to Nebuchadnezzar's fire coming out. It has never happened. Say, hey, you put me on the stick and give me a firing squad. How? Even if you kill me, he will deliver me. Hey, delivering you with a bullet or electric chair. And the president, and the current in God passed through them, blew the, the chair, and the people were sitting down. That is God. But if not, we know He will. We know He will. Say He will. He will. Say He will. He will. Oh, some of you don't believe it. God will deliver you. God will help you. God will do it. God will bring help to you at the right time. Who say this kind of God we serve is powerless? He is not. Then our fasting will be useless. If he can't do anything, why should I leave my stomach for a dead God who can help. He will. And as you begin this fasting, let this thing be in your mind and your heart. That God will bring help to you. That God will bring help to you. That God will bring help to you. It doesn't matter how difficult the problem is. God will do it. So they're going to say, look, even if, you know he added if. Yes. The other one, he didn't add if. He said he will. This one, he added if. Or, but if not, it means that he's not certain. That one is not certain. That he will is certain. If not, let it known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods. Nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up because our God made it. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of what? An expression on his face. Chained to Western drug, Meshach and Abednego. He spoke and commanded. They heat the finest seven times more than it was usually heated. Then you see whether your God, whether that God, he, that God, he didn't know that that God, he is a God of seven. seven times as the fireman put on your fire um, uh, 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 how do you call it protective cloth throw this man in and he commanded certain mighty men of Vela who were in his army to burn Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace then these men were bound in their coat they didn't even remove the coat. They want the fire to catch the coat quick so I can get them. It will be part of the burning. Listen. Their trousers, their turbans, they dress them nicely. <laughs> and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, have you seen the therefore? Because the king's command was agent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Your executioners were killed. The executioners were killed, the, the, the one who is being executed is alive. The heat killed those men. Let Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego. Let's see whether they burn. If those who put them with protective cloth die, I don't know whether, what will happen to the three. Then what happened to the three? And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery fire. They fell down bound. Because they wouldn't even give them a chance to struggle. Let's see. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to this counselor, his counselors, Did we not cast free men bowing into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered. I see four men loose. We took three men bound. Now we are seeing four men loose. We put three men bound. But we are seeing four men loose. 
The moment the fourth man comes, you cannot be bound. They threw them, they fell, they were bound. What were they doing? Walking where? In the midst of the fire. How can I bind people, put this handcuff, and keep them, and make them still walk in the midst of the fire? Now we're born life. And they are not hurt. They are not hurt. Tell somebody, Satan fire cannot hurt me. Oh, you don't understand it. Tell another person. Tell about three people. To be continued next week. Today, I want you to walk home knowing that Satan fire cannot hurt you. God bless you. We have come with all-